Welcome to the I Want to Know podcast. I'm Josh Spector, and I am your host. If you don't know who I am, I'm the creator of the For the Interested newsletter, which you can check out at fortheinterested.com. If you're new here, welcome. My goal with this podcast is to simplify audience and business growth for you. Typically, I invite a guest on to ask me three questions and then help them figure out how to grow their audience and business. But today, I've actually got three guests for you. That's because what you're about to hear are three excerpts from one of my recent Jam Session Q&As. Let me explain. I offer a product called Skill Sessions, which you can check out at joshspector.com sessions. They're a series of one-hour video presentations where I teach you how to do things like grow your newsletter in five minutes a day, get more clients, create a product in a day, and define your niche. When you become a Skill Sessions member, you also get invited to join me for a monthly Jam Session Q&A, where I give members specific feedback and suggestions on anything they're trying to figure out. So what you're about to hear is some advice I gave to three different Skill Session members in a recent Jam Session. I shared tips on how to deal with competitors, how to improve your sales page, and how to launch a new business. Before we get into it, though, I want to take a moment to give you a quick heads up about a change I'm making to this podcast moving forward. For more than a year, I've been putting out a new episode every week, and it has been fantastic. I love doing it. The audience continues to grow, and the feedback I get on the show is awesome. Thank you for listening and for your support. But now I've reached a point where the show is at a place where I've got a ton of archival content that lots of people and probably many of you listening haven't heard yet. It all lives on my YouTube channel. It all lives on the podcast feeds, wherever you listen to your podcast. And again, on YouTube, you can see clips and highlights. My channel name is Josh Spector Videos. So I've decided to make a slight change. I'm going to stop publishing new episodes on a weekly basis and instead publish new episodes every other week. So basically, we're going from four new episodes a month to two new episodes a month. Nothing else about the show will change, but this will give me time to promote and resurface all of the content I've already created on this show and hopefully give you some time to explore the archives as well. Okay, so that's the quote unquote news as relates to this podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. To start things off, here's the advice I gave Merrick Jankowski about what to do when a competitor offers something very similar to you. Hi, Josh. Hey, um, I have a question about my wife's situation this time. Mm -hmm. uh, she's a children's book influencer. She promotes children's books uh, on her blog, in social media. And uh, she has maybe not a copycat, but an imitator, I would say. Mm -hmm. And this, this other blogger is literally copying her ideas, doing the same book lists, the same mm -hmm. kind of pictures on Instagram and so on. So, of course, it's demotivating and it's also not good for the business because some children's book publishers seeing two similar influencers go with mm -hmm. the cheaper one. And since the imitator has smaller audience, she's also cheaper. So mm -hmm. my question for you, uh, do you have any ideas uh, how to handle this situation, both in, in uh, terms of motivation and in terms mm -hmm. of uh, collaboration with the publishers? Sure. Can I see your wife's Instagram account or blog or do you mind? I won't uh, ask you. I won't ask you to tell me who's copying her, but I'll just take a yeah, look at her. Probably. Yeah, but it's in it's in Polish. So I, I'm not sure if it's to the, help what's you. the name. I'll pull it up anyway. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe uh, I'll be able to see. Something. Let me let me type it. It's, okay. It will be easier. Cool. 
One second. Just so uh, I can get some sense of sort of what she's okay. What she's uh, sharing. One second. I need to find it. It's not that easy, but I will do my best. Okay, no problem. Uh, so um, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll sort of talk about first a general mindset that relates to this. Is you know, I think it's super important to understand that success in any of this space is not a zero sum game. Right. So I am a strong believer that, yes, there may be competition and whatever, but the idea that anyone else's success or what they're doing in any way prevents you from succeeding, I just, from a mindset perspective, fundamentally don't believe. So I understand the frustration and I would have it too if I felt like, you know, people are taking my stuff and and whatever. But I, my first recommendation would be to whatever you have to do to convince yourself that, or your wife to convince yourself, her success is not tied to the other woman, right? It's not an either or, they could both succeed, right? And that's really important to sort of wrap your head around because otherwise you will drive yourself crazy. And, you know, and the truth is, you know, it's one thing if they're actually stealing her content they're not really stealing her content. They're stealing her formats. Yeah. I think, right now, yeah. she's not the first one to do book recommendations. She won't be the last one to do book recommendations. Stealing of content is a whole other thing, but that's not what's happening here, right? They're, maybe they saw her and they're modeling what she did and et cetera, right? So the other thing is she needs to understand like, what her differentiation is, right? Because lots of people can do the same format, but it's not the same thing, right? Her book recommendations in theory will be different and coming from a different place and for a different type of people than the other ones. Or is she literally, is the other person literally recommending all the same books and stuff? Sometimes yes, because the you know the same launches at the same time. So right. the most book influencers talk about the same titles, but also they both have like very similar background. Okay. So so it, it there are some similarities in in their approach to books, in their approach to talking about them. Maybe because of the education, mm-hmm. uh, maybe because of the you know professional experience. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's like like you have a shadow following you. Right. So I would think about like, here's, here's another way to think about it, right? I share audience and business growth tips. So do a million other people, right? And they have big, a lot of them have big audiences. A lot of them have bigger audiences than me. A lot of them have smaller audiences than me. A lot of them are making more money than me. Some of them are making less money than me, right? But ultimately there's a reason you guys have chosen to be members of these skill sessions as opposed to, or in addition to other stuff. There's something about my viewpoint, my advice. There's something about it that is unique, that resonates with you, which by the way, does not resonate with lots of other people. Yeah. Right. So there's something about, and, and I think what your wife actually has is probably maybe a messaging problem. And maybe in her own head, but also outwardly looking, right? There's something about her. There is a reason for people to choose her as opposed to this other person. She's thinking about formats and going, they're doing the same thing that I'm doing. I can look at a million other people and go, they're sharing audience and business growth tips. They're doing the same thing that I'm doing. 
They have a podcast, they have a membership, they have a whatever, right? But the truth is something is different. So that's where I would start. If I were her, I would sit down and I would, as opposed to looking at what's similar between her and the other one, what's different about their perspective, their background, their audience, you know, why are people following her that aren't following the other one? Like try to find all those differentiation points and play those up in the messaging right? The, the who it's for, the why it's the whatever, as opposed to worrying about the format, because the format, lots of people can do lots of things with formats, right? And yeah. but again, underlying all of this is the key thing is to understand that like there, and by the way, like, so let's, so first of all, from a follower perspective, people can follow multiple people. So it's literally not a zero sum game. Right. Yeah. Why are people if she's worried that the other person's getting followers that she's not? Well, why is that? Right. They could follow both people at no extra cost to them. Right. Now, from the sponsorship or the brand part, again, that's a messaging issue. She needs to understand it's not just price. People buy things that are more expensive all the time. Right. So the question is why she needs to have reasons that, that brands or publishers or whatever should be buying her as opposed to the other one. It's the differentiation that matters. She's going there buying her because of the price. And maybe they are, but what that really means is she's not differentiated enough. Okay. What it really means is those people buying think they're the same. And my point is they're not the same. Now she may differentiate herself and they may still go, we'd rather have that one. That's sure. fine. But some yeah. people will go, we'd rather have you. So she needs to get clear on the differentiation and play that up and not just think, oh, we're the same because we do the same formats and the same type of stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. And I'm sure, I'm sure she's more differentiated than she realizes. <laughs> she just hasn't, yeah. thought, she just hasn't, because everybody is, right? Like, yeah. we just, she just hasn't thought about it that way. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. She she focuses on similarities while yep. she should focus on, on differences. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. The next jam session excerpt I have for you today is my conversation with Steph Fuccio about her sales page. Here's how I told her step by step exactly how to improve her sales page based on what's worked well for me with mine. Josh, seriously, thank you for sharing all that information about the skill session because that watching you do this over the past few months since I've been following you has just been like, like I had been planning and not doing a course for years. I have so many notes. <laughs> I know the, the feeling. Yeah, of course. It is. And when I started to watch you do this, I was like, oh, I'm so doing this now. So I've been doing nice. it for the past few months and I've, I, it's an experiment. It's an mm -hmm. experiment, but I, I love it so much. I want to keep going with it. And I thought it would just be a lead generator for clients, but I actually don't want that. I want it to be a, just a, a part of the business. And I want okay. that to be where people can fall. However, um, getting people to Gumroad, like you can see when people view it, they show you the yeah. views on, on it and all that kind of stuff. It seems to be okay. It's not amazing, but I don't need amazing. I just need, mm -hmm. I just need it to keep growing, but the conversion, and that's where your conversation mm -hmm. with Bodhi had me going, yeah, yeah, that, that problem, that's what I have. So okay. I would love some advice on how to get people to, to just click that dang buy button. I mean, I've added so many assets to them 
I add timestamps mm-hmm. and transcripts and but I'm adding all the testimonials and all the stuff that's coming in and I, it's still, they're not buying. Not never, but not enough. Okay, so let me, I'm gonna share my screen so we can look at your page. Everyone uh, can see, everyone can okay. see this, right? Uh, <laughs> so I'm guessing that for example, like let's pick any one of these products or whatever. So I'm guessing that like you send people to one of these individual sales pages, right? Usually, yeah. Okay. Okay. Which one? You tell me which one you want me yeah. to pull up. Okay. If you go to the bottom, I can't see too well, but there's one that says promotions. Is it the bottom left? 30 ways to promote and share your podcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you are driving <laughs> from your other platforms, your newsletter, your social media, whatever, right? You're saying, Hey, yeah. I've got this thing. Yep. 30 ways to promote your podcast. They're coming here and then they're not buying, right? Yeah, generally, yeah. Okay, so, and you don't know why they're not buying, but you're getting a lot of people, you're getting a decent amount of people to click, but they're just not buying, right? I can see the spikes when I put it in the newsletter or the podcast or mention it on social media, I can see people going. It's not huge, but I I often forget to keep mentioning it, which I have to get better yeah. at. But I, I do well, see we the all do. People, Yeah, people are going, but they're not. Oops. Okay. They're not so let me buying. give you a few, a quick sort of sales page review, I guess. Like that's sort okay. of what we're talking about, right? Like what, what could I do to make this convert better? So, okay. So the first thing is you could probably have a better image, right? Yeah. So grainy video, grainy video screenshot of yourself, And by the way, like I'm not a designer by any stretch of the imagination, but this is saying something about the product. My guess is this is making the product look worse than it is. Okay. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not helping you. Right. And then when you scroll through, I like that you're sort of showing some of what the product is here, but Mm -hmm. again, kind of a grainy image. Also it's buried. Are people even going to realize that there's more to see? right? When they're just coming, they probably just look and scroll down. So my guess oh. is a lot of people aren't even seeing this. Yeah. Um, you oh, know, yeah. so good idea, but probably buried. As far as this goes, so as far as the title, 30 ways to promote, share your podcast to get the right attention feels a little bit like a blog post title. Okay. Not necessarily like a product title. So my instinct is, now, again, you're getting people to click to see it, but my in, <clears throat> my instinct is that, if fe- again, it feels less valuable than it probably is, mm-hmm. right? If you named it, you know, so like in my, I think it's the newsletter booster is basically a list of like 30 ways to whatever, but I don't title it that. I call it the newsletter yeah. booster, right? So gotcha. if this was yeah. like the podcast promotion machine or, you know, whatever it is, like yeah. name it something that feels more product-like and less blog post-like. And then in the description, you can say, which you do, right? I'm going to share 30 ways, blah, blah, blah. I don't yeah. love the term webinar. I think it has a sort of bad connotation for people. They think they're either going to get sold something. They think it, it, you know, it's used by sort of scammy internet marketer stuff. Oh, so I, I okay. would call it a video presentation, a workshop or whatever. I just, that's my own sort of personal thing, but I don't, I don't love webinar. Mm-hmm. Um, first big hurdle on creating a podcast to share your skills, create it. Next one, it's a long game, getting people to listen, re-listen. So I like the, I like the idea of this. You're, you're getting to the right thing, 
but I would, if you can, even more directly up front, want to know how to get result. You know, are you frustrated that you're producing this podcast? You're putting all this time and effort into producing a podcast, but the audience isn't growing. Right. I can help. Here's how to help. Right. Like that, that kind of, that kind of thing, because this, like, this is true, but this doesn't, you're kind of wasting your first line because it doesn't really get you anything. Right. Gotcha. Okay. The other thing is I'm sharing 30 ways. Uh, they probably don't know more specifics about who you are and your credentials. Yeah. Cause you're assuming that they know, and maybe they click your thing, oh my but they gosh. probably don't. Right. So like, yeah. how do I know who she, like, what does she know? Right. She's oh just gosh. somebody that uploaded yeah. a thing to the other thing that's missing is social proof. So testimonials from people are mm -hmm. really powerful. You should definitely have those in there. This was, you know, multiple if you can. I would, instead of the stuff that you're doing here with the screenshots, mm -hmm. you know, on mine, I have YouTube excerpts. So mm -hmm. I would upload some video expert excerpts and pick like really powerful stuff so that if they watch that one minute, minute video, they're going to want okay. more, right? Excerpts you from the, go ahead. Should I put the testimonials like in the full text instead of in the slideshow at the top? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. I'll, sh I'll show you uh, and I'll show you in a second mine. So let me show you, cause a lot of what I'm going to recommend are my things. And I'm also going to give you guys, we're going to go behind the scenes again. Don't worry <laughs> about my revenue numbers. Okay. So you can look at, and if you go to the skill sessions page, joshspector.com slash sessions, click on any of the individual links and it will take you to these Gumroad sales pages. You literally could model your sales pages after mine. So they're all, you'll see they're all same, the same format, right? So I start with this sort of one line, what you're going to get, right? This is going to help you monetize your experience, educate your audience, whatever. Then I have a little description paragraph of this is what it is. It's a 75 mm -hmm. minute video again, sort of an expanded one-liner basically, then the, this will help you section. These, these are the, the results, right? So not the features, not what this is, but these are the results. You're going to get this and it should yeah. be the things that they want. They want to monetize. You're going to get monetize your expertise. You're going to generate recurring revenue. You're going to learn how to, you know, package your expertise into products, et cetera. Then the learn how to, and this is more like the, the skills. This is almost more the features. You're going to learn how to do this and learn how to do this. Again, first section is what you're going to get from what you learn. And second section is what you're going to learn. How I came up with this system. So this is where you can get into your credentials. Again, you don't have to use this exact terminology, but that's basically what this is, right? It's saying, you know, it's based on my experience building a product that's generated six figures, blah, blah, blah. This is the credibility piece, right? I want them to know like why I know, you know, I personally use these tactics, include examples of how I do it, blah, blah, blah. Then also sometimes people will wonder if it, it fits for them. So I always mm -hmm. have this sort of line that's like, it's going to be depending what the product is, but like, you know, some people might, be like, oh, I'm in a small niche. Is this thing really going to help me? Like, I want them to know that it will help them. So this yeah. is what I do with the excerpts. I usually do three, but you could do whatever you want. I want people to see it. So each of these are about a minute long. I literally just take clips from the presentation. You put videos in that section? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I didn't I, What I do that. is I upload them to YouTube and then just yeah. uh, embed them. Oh, there's like man. a, there's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so... 
And then I put my testimonials down here, right? Comments from people who have seen it. That's amazing. So you could absolutely do this Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a much more powerful. And again, like you'll see, I just use the logo. I don't use, to be honest, I don't even think I realized you could do a a carousel until I just saw your page. (laughs) The other thing is I have no idea what your, what your conversion rates are, but I'll show you guys this, you know, conversions are always going to be, even if it's good. So let's do, let's do like the newsletter, social playbook all time. Whoops. Loading. Wait, that's every product, I think. Okay. So you'll see my conversion rates. Overall, I don't see how I get an overall conversion rate, but you can see, right? So this is like direct email. This is pretty much going through my newsletter. So 5%. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good. Like I'm happy with that. So again, I don't know what, just for everybody knows, like, cause it's easy to talk about, like my conversion should be more, you know, realistically, again, it depends on a lot of factors, but you know, I feel like I'm very happy with the success of this and it's 5%. Yeah. So any other questions about that or that helps? Hopefully that was phenomenal. Thank you. Awesome. The third jam session excerpt I have for you today revolves around a situation I'm sure many of you can relate to. Here's my take on how to overcome any insecurity you may have when it comes to launching something new and how to push past those pesky feelings of imposter syndrome. Hey, Rhonda. Hi, I've been listening to you for, for almost a year now and I really learned a ton. So, awesome. yeah, so I'm a baker and I'm starting to age out. My hands hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't know baking was something you could age out of. I thought you get better as you get older, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I also went through a great resignation last, about a year ago, where I lost my baking staff and wasn't able to hire new people. So I had been a pretty much an administrator at that mm-hmm. point. You know, I, at the max, I had a staff of 10 and then, and then it, it came down to just me. And so I did a huge direction change focused on hundred percent whole grains instead of white bread with some whole grains Mm -hmm. and really transformed my, it really differentiated me from from my competitors. And I think I found my wild and crazy tribe. They, They just went nuts. So that was pretty, pretty cool. But I, 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 because I took this huge turn, my income is much lower than it used to be. And so I, I would like to find other ways to diversify my income that doesn't depend on me baking more. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about the skill sessions and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but you know, I'm a baker. I don't know how to do this technical stuff so well. <laughs> right. And so I'm just, I get really intimidated and in the weeds when I'm trying to figure out how to do it. And mm-hmm. I have, a, you know, a limited window and then I, I blow that and I can't figure it out. And then I have to, you know, drop it and move on to something else. So I'm just trying to figure out if there's an, is if there's other ways where I can be, where I can do this growth and does it have to mm-hmm. be content kind of things or, you know. Yeah, just- I mean, so no, it, I, again, like anything's possible. 
right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So like you can do it in whatever way you want. And ultimately you're probably going to experiment with some different things until you fi figure out like what is, what is right for you. You know, I did literally zero on video, no videos, no podcasts, no zoom, no nothing for, I don't know, the first six years of my business and 40 years of my life. <laughs> like, so again, like, it's not like you have to have it all figured out right from the get-go is the part that you find sort of scary, confusing, overwhelming the production part, like content. And I don't, I, I mean like the, I don't know what to make to sell or is it the sort of marketing and selling part or both? Both. Yeah. Okay. Cause I can, yeah, I'll get stuck on like writing out mm -hmm. what I want to say and, and I'll just critique it to death and not get anything done. Is there something that specific, like, do you feel like at its core you want to, here's where, here's a good place to start. So I always talk about like, think about the transformation you want to help someone make, right? Mm -hmm. So hypothetically, let's say you want to, I'll give you two examples just based on the two minutes I know about you, right? So you might say, I want to teach people how to bake, mm -hmm. right? And the transformation is maybe they don't know how to bake at all. They're just starting out and now they know how to bake. Or maybe they already bake, but they want to get better. They want to get more gourmet. They want to whatever, right? So like it could be either of those things. So once you figure out that's the transformation I want to make, now it's like, well, there's a lot of different ways that I could help them do that. It could be one-on-one -on -one coaching. It could be content, video or written. It could be group coaching. It could be, it could be anything, right? But once you know the transformation that you want to help people make, and also who do you want to help make that, right? I want to help college kids learn how to bake. I want to help retirees learn how to bake. I want to help men learn how to bake. I want to help restaurant owners learn how to bake. Like, again, mm -hmm. you can, you can, once you know the transformation and you pick the audience, then you're just figuring out what's the way that I want to deliver that, that knowledge and help them make that transformation. And there's infinite possibilities. Now, a totally different transformation might be, you know, I, I built and ran a really successful baking company or bakery, baking company, restaurant, whatever, cafe, whatever it was. Right. I want to help people do that. I want to help. I want to help people who are good bakers, who would, whose their dream is to open a restaurant or they've opened a restaurant and it's not really working. And the transformation I want to help is that right. More of a bit baking business thing. Totally fine. Right. Who do you want to work with? I want to work with people who are just starting out and don't know how to like open their own bakery. Or I want to work with people whose bakery is falling on hard times or I, whatever it is. Right. That's, I wouldn't worry about the content, the marketing, the sales, the anything. I would start there and go, who do I want to help? What transformation do I want to help them make? And once you're clear on that, then you can go to the next step, which is, okay, how do I want to help them? Right. I like the idea of coaching or consulting. I like the idea of just creating videos that they can watch or, or a course or, and that's all going to depend on. I like video or I like writing or I like audio. Remembering that you don't have to do all the things. All you really have to do is one thing that works to help those people make that transformation. Mm -hmm. And that removes a lot of the overwhelm, right? So, and once you've decided on that, then you start to get into like, okay, let me do that thing. 
right? Let me start to, let me start to sort of figure that out. But I think those other pieces are where you want to get clear on first. And those in theory should be a little less intimidating to you because it's much more familiar to you. And you may even know, like, do you have a sense already of, of kind of who you want to help and what you want to help them do? Yeah, I do. I mean, I am interested in business consulting, helping other folks who want to start at bakeries. Mm -hmm. But but also, I just have a confidence thing of like, you know, I'm kind of a, I didn't go to, to school to learn this, really. I pretty much picked it up. I learned on on the job. <laughs> but that's, but that's, here. here's what's interesting, right? Every, every strength is a weakness and every weakness is a strength. So yeah. what you think is a weakness, I see as a strength. Because for certain people out there who are like you and are like, I didn't go to business school. How am I going to run a bakery? How am I going to run a business? Your story of going, hey, I didn't do all this stuff. I figured it out. And I can I, I can help you figure out. They're going to totally resonate with you. So leaning into your story, and it's going to make you much more comfortable as well because you're not going to have that imposter syndrome because you're not trying to be anybody else. Right. You're just going like, look, here's what, here's what I did. And if you're in this situation, again, you want perfect for someone, not for everyone. Right. You don't care about the people that are like, I want to build a bakery franchise that's global enterprise. And I'm looking for a Harvard business school. That's I'm guessing like, that's not what you're trying to do. You want the person that was in the place that you used to be in. And you're, you're super qualified to help them do that. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And, under, and once you wrap your head around that, it it will it will become uh, much easier. The other thing I want to just give you guys a link to, if I can find it. Um, oh yeah, here. So I'll share my screen and I'll post a link in the in the chat. So I have a blog post mm-hmm. on my site about how to monetize your expertise and six questions to ask yourself, you just paste that chat that I recommend you and, and sort of other people that are interested in this read, right? So what's the single topic of expertise is your focus. What separates you from other experts in your field? And again, this is where I'm saying, remember that like expert doesn't necessarily have to mean like academic expert, right? You have an expertise that others don't have. Uh, who needs your expertise? This gets into who do you want to serve? How will your expertise change a person's life? What's the best way for you to deliver your expertise? That's the sort of format part. And what are your monetary goals, roughly, right? So anyway, I recommend you you check that out. But I think, I think it's a lot of mindset stuff that's getting in your way. And it's based on assumptions that aren't necessarily true, right? Who am I to do this? How can, why are they going to listen to me? Whatever. And it's like, all you want to do, like, you know, your ideal client is the person that you used to be, mm-hmm. who you would have loved to learn from, Yeah, you know, and whatever you're doing, most likely you don't need that many people, right? Whether you're doing coaching, whether you're doing course, whatever, you don't need that many buyers, certainly not to get started. Uh-huh. Okay. So, cool. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll keep you in luck. my back pocket for confidence. <laughs> yeah. There, there you go. Trust, trust me. You can, if you can run a bakery, you can figure it out. Thanks. Sure. You're welcome. That's a wrap for this week's episode of I Want to Know. 
What you heard is the tip of the iceberg of what goes on in my skill sessions. So if you'd like to check them out and join one of my future jam sessions, go to joshspector.com slash sessions to learn more and become a member. Thanks as always for listening, and I'll see you soon with another episode of I Want to Know.